Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Balling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jackson. I'm here with Golf Balling Nick and Golf Balling Sean. Hello, Golf Balling Nick. Hello, Golf Balling Sean. Sup? This is Sean, but I don't, I don't really know what you were doing with your voice at the start of that intro, but... It was very I think, aggressive. I, I think you should keep it going the whole way. Get it nice and deep and raspy. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we are going to be talking... I feel like I'm making a YouTube yeah, video. <laughs> super annoying. <laughs> that one gets so easy so fast. Hey, man, they like it on the YouTube, but... Today, we're going to be talking about match play. As we all know, it's Ryder Cup year. And uh, while they're briefly correlated, uh, it just came into my head. So I decided to say it. Yeah, I kind of love that your only reason to like explain why we're talking about match play is, oh, the Ryder Cup's this year. <laughs> Not even Ryder supposed to be. Ryder Cup's about to be in nine months from now. You will know who's the better country this year. But we're going to be talking about match play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not it's not better country. It's a country versus a continent. So let's let's chill. Oh man, I I can't start that debate right now. Us versus all of Europe. Uh, No. I'm just saying you can't say better country. Okay, Sean. All right, golf balling, Sean. Today we're talking about match play because well, first off, anytime I play golf, it has to be in some sort of match. Otherwise I'm I'm going to be pretty bored. Yeah, That's not pretty- true. I feel like you play golf like without a match. Well, that was this. Like this I last tried trip. to get you. Yeah. I tried to get you to play matches with me. Yeah. But and then you want to play know. them straight up. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, he sure. Also, he also only likes playing matches for like a dollar. Yeah. Like there's never any significant amount of money on the line. It could be like $15, maybe 10 like five. Ever, That's pretty. I don't high. think I've ever seen you lose more than like five dollars on a golf course. Well, <laughs> I don't know if Te- Jackson's ever paid a bet back. Not a chance <laughs> on the golf course. <laughs> That's not true. But Absolutely. I wanted to go to <laughs> no, but I want to go to Nick's point really quickly because for the for the listeners out there, we were in Texas, and what was it? The back nine or was it the whole eighteen? What? We're, you, played, you played straight up? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole 18 in Louisiana? No, that I thought that was Wildcat because I remember like going up to that big par three and being like, shoot, Nick can get dormy here. Uh, but we played wild. But the thing is, I w- I'll play Nick in a match, but if I if I win or if I lose and I have strokes, like it, it's a lose-lose situation. Whereas if we're playing straight up and Nick beats me, would you beat me like five and four? It was pretty bad at the end, but like, I'd rather have that much of a defeating loss than like, oh, I beat you two and one, but. So you'd rather lose like five and four every single time we play, like one out of a hundred times, maybe you beat me, but like, you'd rather just play straight up. Yeah. I I think, think... I think the real issue is just the fact that you don't keep a handicap. I think that's like, that's why it's a lose lose if you get strokes from Nick, because if like it, no matter who wins nobody's nobody's satisfied with the amount of strokes if you had a legitimate handicap it would be consistent mm-hmm. it would supposedly be fair so there wouldn't be as many complaints it's not a lose lose for you anymore well <laughs> no i don't like that i just think you need to start keeping a handicap in general i agree i cuz like you're because before we were gonna give you ten shots 
at Wildcat. And I was like, fuck, that's a lot of shots, especially in match play. Like, I was trying to trim that down to, like, eight. And then you agreed on it, and I was like, on ten. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just do ten. But you would have won that. You might have – you possibly probably would have won that match because, like, all you had to do you, – you stroke on every hole except for eight holes. That's pretty – that's math, yeah. <laughs> Is it math crazy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do something else in my head, and then I just kind of like, I was, oh, no, no, never mind. Let's just not I put felt, that out there. I really felt like you were going to say, like, oh, you stroke on more than half the holes, and then you're just like, every yeah. hole except for, <laughs> for eight of them. <laughs> like, oh, they're, they're approximately good. half. That's yeah, my dyslexia. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. It's just like, it is. Yeah. Or five nope. aside, that works. Like, But like five, that's that's a lot of holes like where you it's, get a stroke a advantage that's play, yeah. that's like every hole but eight or seven like i feel like i feel like your handicap's like an eight i i think if you went out and played like a decent amount of golf you would be an eight handicap like not a decent amount but like just i i normal i'm talking more like when i'm playing with the boys and it's like john's or you is Nick, you're the other guy, and then we're both with equally bad players. Or like we'll we'll make we'll so the worst player will be with Nick, and then I'll be with the second worst player, and then they'll usually have like a stroke every hole, which is a pain in the ass, like always. But I like it that way. Dude, giving up strokes is the worst. Yeah, I know, like. I used to play like we had a league at school in the fall and it was it was like two man best ball uh, match play. And every match, there was one person I had to give at least 30 strokes. It's fucking absurd. See, that's what that's what's like sucks about the handicap system, because it really it. I mean, once you get to a lower handicap, like once you get to scratch, it's just not fair for you anymore. Like it, it really isn't fair because it's pretty easy as a scratch to shoot 76 or 75 some days and like being at such like it's a lot easier for like a 15 handicap to go out and shoot like 82 and it get did i say that yeah i think i think the tough thing for low handicaps in match play is like higher handicaps hold a whole scores are just so much more volatile like they'll they'll make a birdie or a par from time to time and then they make their eights and their nines, so like their holes as a high, as a low handicap where you're gonna win by like three or four shots, and that's great, but those three or four shots don't really matter, and those are factored into those handicap like the high handicaps number, so they're fucked on the rest of the holes where the high handicaps just luck into a low not a low score. Yeah, I, I one of the most frustrating things about playing match play and like having to go up strokes is like when we played our match with Ryan, um, the last day in Texas. And I remember making three birdies in where Jackson made par and ended up tying the hole. And I just was very upset because, you know, making a birdie is tough enough. And then when someone makes a fucking par, it's just not fair. It's just not fucking fair. I mean, this is coming from the guy who said he could beat Mark Leishman, though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there, There is absolutely nothing worse, though, than, like, losing or tying a hole when you make a birdie. 
and it's just it's just so much worse when the other person is getting a lot of shots like if if Nick, there was one hole I remember you and I tied with birdies. Like, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Both, both played a good hole. But in matches where, like, you're giving up two shots on a certain hole to somebody and you make birdie and they make par, you're just like, this is fucking bullshit. I think oh. both of you need to take the giant golf grip out of your asses. And why? Because it, like, like, that's what you need. Like, I, I hate birdieing and someone gets a uh par and they get a stroke on me as much as the next guy but that's what makes it so fun i know if it wasn't like that it wouldn't be competitive i get that it just there's got to be some type of like like i think sean brings up a great point with like the handicap it's just not fair sometimes where you're like let's say you are a 10 handicap jackson in this in this world and you get five shots aside on each hole and we're playing mat like if we're playing stroke play or like just strokes like it makes sense right like five shots like you can make a nine you can make a 10 but the match play just kind of fucks everything up because you're not making those big numbers just don't play match play then okay fine i'll never play match play. it's extremely simple but then you don't get get given putts and that's that's all i'm there for yeah (laughs) But as the leader of the group, because you're the best golfer, you just can give putts whenever you want. Yeah, I just take putts at this point. Don't even ask. I've really swayed away from from taking putts. Yeah, you want to. That, that's why you need to start keeping a handicap. So well, we that's why. I, that's why I've been trying to to lean off it. I just thought we were just talking about like. I'm just saying the handicaps. I I just will keep saying the handicap system needs to be redone. You know what? You know what my favorite thing about match play is though. What Sean? I love I, I love in like if you're playing a two v two match play and so let's say it's let's say it's Jackson and I against uh, Nick and Ryan again, and let's say I made a four, Jackson has like a a twenty footer for five. There are so many guys that just give themselves putts like that constantly in match play, and then they'll brag about the score they shot after. That's exactly what you need to do. What? What? Oh, you 100% have to do that. I mean, it's. I think it depends on the size of the putt, and if you're doing it like every hole, then it's a yikes. But it's definitely like a, you know, instead of shooting 74 that day, you shot 72, right? Like, it's, it's a nice little thing to have. I just think it's funny when people are like so proud of the scores and you're like, there are at least six putts you gave yourself that were outside of 10 feet for the match play. It happens a lot with high handicappers. Like they shoot their best scores. If you play like, a, like I remember Ryan, um, our friend Ryan, who's, I think he, I think the, when he broke a hundred, we were playing like some type of match or like it, where you start giving yourself pots, so like, oh, he didn't make like an eight, like he made like a, yeah, so that six. Yeah. The best what? part, the best part to me is that some of these guys will like post it to their handicap, <laughs> and then they complain that their handicap's going down, and the next match they're absolutely fucked because their handicap's too low. So you should only be able to put in like tournament handy, like a tournament score. I know, but they when would I in... ever put in a handicap? I mean, there is tech, there is technically a rule against putting in match play scores, but just nobody follows. Yeah. It. Wow. That's, That's what I was, I was trying to say. Tournament scores, practice with rounds where you play with someone else. 
but no match play because I know there's tournaments like the places like we've caddied for where they'll put in the tournament scores, tournament <laughs> scores, and their match play scores, and these guys' handicaps go down. Why would you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to stay at your handicap and continue to like thrive for their ego? It's, some of them for their ego. Yeah. yeah. Handicap's a big like self esteem thing. Yeah. Oh, what's your handy? That, that number means a lot to people. Yeah. Like how how embarrassing would it be like if I said I was like an eight handicap, but like shot really good scores and then just have to go tell somebody you're an eight handicap, but like you we play we just meet some random dude, right? Like we get a, another foursome and or another person to our foursome and Jackson's like, Yeah, I'm actually like scratch. But I say I'm like an eight handicap. And like, they're like, oh, they're going to be all Jackson's ass. I think that'd be, yeah, well, they are. That'd be a dick move by me, but it'd be more of a courteous move by you, I would say. Like, I hate when people would pull a me in that situation. Like, oh, it's your handicap. Oh, I'm a 10. And then they shoot like 105. Like, <laughs> that was like oh. uh, <clears throat> when Jake out, we played with Jake Adams. And he was like, oh, so, like, what do you, like, handicap? Like, a four? And I'm like, yeah, 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 like, like a four. <laughs> He's like, okay, we're, like, the same. And then I ended up shooting, like, 71 or 72 that day. So, yeah, like, yeah just good around for me. I'm still kind of struggling to grasp the fact that Jackson just essentially called sandbagging courteous. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, like, Nick said, essentially, he wants to, like, lie about his handicap and say it's higher than it is. No, that's a, said, handi- that's a reverse sandbagger. No, lying and saying your handicap's higher than it is, that's sandbagging. Oh, wow, that is sandbagging. And so then what would I... So I'd be the reverse sandbagger? Yeah, and that's, you'd, be, you'd be the vanity handicap. Oh, I would just be the douche... So they're both douchebags. <laughs> I mean, I like, handicap is just a big ego thing. The, the, the sandbagging is scummier than a vanity handicap, in my opinion, but... Wow. To you, it's apparently courteous. Vanity handicap, you just kind of, like, make, like... You're just like that, dude. That that I'm talking, fucking blows. I'm not talking like matches, Sean. I'm talking more like you're just paired up with a random dude, and you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm a plus four or I'm a plus one. I mean, like, well, if, but that's just more of a me thing because if I have a bad round, it'll just be in my head. Oh yeah, you never want to tell somebody like you're playing with unless you're playing well, and they're like, oh, what's your handicap? And you're like two under at the time, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm like a plus three. Yeah. But if you're like two over at the time, or like beginning of the round they ask you what's your handicap you just go oh like i don't really know but like like around scratch like give yourself or like bump it up a little bit too yeah you don't want the embarrassment that just sounds like a lack of confidence well you everyone it's, has those days you don't want the pressure playing like a regular yeah, round it's, with it's two randoms i don't three feel randoms. pressure from some random people i do man you don't play a lot of individual golf with like randos right yeah i do too i'm just you know trying yeah, to have a good round like i played i play a lot as we know i play a lot as an individual when i would get like there's one starter who just would not stop talking about oh nick he's so good and every like oh like He'd go up to the group and be like, oh, because I would tell, like, I talked to him about, like, oh, how I played, or people would, and he would just give this huge expectation to him. Jeez, why the fuck did you take your shirt off? Dude, my roommate's got the heat on, and it is killing me. Jeez. And if I open if I open the window, it, it will create a lot of noise. True. So, but, I, but, sorry. Basically. I don't know about you guys, but I'm distracted. <laughs> I, uh, I, can't, I just can't stop looking. 
But anyway, when like you get the starter, like the starter would like hype me up, and then you know when you're having like those bad days, it's just not fun. You you just kind of get like more frustrated because you feel like you have to play. I feel like I feel like I see a lot of starters who like ask your handicap right on the first tee. And you know, you, you give your answer, then I just feel like they're expecting so much from your first tee shot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, if it's if it's the first swing of the day and you didn't hit the range, if you don't hit a good one, they're so judgmental just because of one swing. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. Like so I had a putt to tie the or to beat the course record at the Glenton Club and the starter knew about it and that's he would just go up and tell people like, oh, this kid like tied the, the course record and I'm like coming off around like maybe I just shot like 82 and I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to come out here. <laughs> like that's the expectation where it's like, fuck, like why did he have to be there and why does he talk so fucking much like that? And then the pressure is like, oh, you shot like you shot 62 like, oh, how why are you four over par today? It's like maybe maybe John, I'm I'm not playing the best because like my handicap, you know, I'm not gonna play like that every fucking day. And some days I'm gonna have bad days. Like that's just normal. And you're dyslexic. And I'm dyslexic. <laughs> like I I just feel like I feel like anybody who is like a real like committed golfer, like I feel I feel like they're gonna know that like low handicaps have that fluctuation that's pretty yeah, standard. I, know. I feel like these people you're trying to defend yourself to are people who don't play a lot of golf. I know, maybe it's just in my head. I think this I might think just it, be I like think it's a... way more in your head it's than you because... think. I think you can tell how much it's in your head. Because <laughs> there's just been people where I'm like, are they looking at like are oh my god, they probably think I suck so badly right now. Like I think I just care too much. I yeah. It's a good just... thing you don't smoke weed on the golf course especially. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get so I get my, my anxiety would take over. I think that's that's my biggest fear of playing with a random. I just don't want them to know how good I am or how bad I am. Like I, I mean, don't want them to know my skill level. I think you need to be medicated. I am. Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe that's what you need. I am. I wish I could show you just all the pill bottles I have. Oh, oh my I, god, I've seen the lineup of pill bottles, but that's I, a lot of pill. I think bottles. you need to up the uh, up the anti anxiety dosage. <laughs> I don't know why the opinion of random people is getting in your head so much. <laughs> it's, the sa- it's the same thing we see with the comment section on golf balling anytime a, you know, a swing is posted. But, like, I, I think that, you know what's crazy about that is, like, on track, man, my, my swing path is really, it's in to out, not over the top. In to out? Is it, or which one's out to, which one's the not over the top? In to out. In to out. I'm pretty, I come in from the inside, so fuck you to everyone who says I come over the top, because I'm, like, struggling right now like four degrees in that one then like if that's if that's the case then i don't know why you get so bothered when people say you come over the top you like try and make all these swing changes (laughs) you're already swinging it into out you keep just trying to drop it further inside that makes no fucking sense yeah my my favorite's when you respond to them (laughs) and then jackson has to delete the comment (laughs) because they're always just way too aggressive i've been i've been getting a little lighter on them yeah no yeah that that's that's more of a outdated it was just like aggressive i did get aggressive i feel like it was just like early in this winter break yeah when, when like we were going to the range a lot and recording a lot of clips i mean you were the, and then, the, the commenters were just in your head. Yeah, There's you'd no go around. to the range knowing you're hitting it so bad and that any video, it's just going to get roasted for yeah. Tom, Mr. Tomahawk over here. Yeah, what happened, what helped me out a lot was I watched, um, I listened to a podcast. Um, I won't Scott say the Fawcett. 
Yeah, Just but it was like, was it really? But it was Victor oh, Hovland talking oh. about how he swing like he came over the top so much with his swing until he got to like Oklahoma State, which is kind of kind of insane. So no. essentially, you're finally hopping on the swing your swing trend. Yeah, our trend yeah. has been alive for forever. I know, <laughs> but people are so mean. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, my favorite golfer. Once again, like any any like serious golfer knows that it doesn't really matter how your swing looks cosmetically. So these people true. that these people it's that are roasting you are just probably hacks. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like never did I ever get like swing comments when I played. In, I mean, also who in a golf tournament would be like, "God, your swing looks like ass," but <laughs> at this, I've I've encountered a person or two like that. Yeah, yeah. Say to your their face. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> some kids in tournament golf are just fucking ruthless. It's it's unbelievable. I've had some kids, like, not in tournament, but I played with one guy who's like, dude, you're, sw- like, I don't, like, your swing looks kind of like a Jim Furyk swing, and this was when I was battling the, like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I gotta go work on this right now. Yeah, I've, I've met kids that'll, like, purposely tell everyone they play with, like, oh, it looks like you're coming over the top a little bit today. Just, <laughs> just to try and fuck with them. Just say, ooh. Uh, that's actually a really good tactic of just like, ooh, what would you, man? Your face was like really open at the top. Like, are you sure? Is that okay? Yo, buddy, what the fuck is going on with your swing? It looks whack. Someone compared to your someone compared your swing to a U.S. Open champion, and you took it as oh god, I gotta go hit the range. Who? <laughs> oh, Jim, Jim Furyk. Yeah, true. But Jim Furyk is I mean, like two fifty five. Yeah, you it's not a good. Have- yeah, yeah, I guess so. You also don't aspire for your swing to look like Jim Furyk. Yeah. I still, I look at my swing, though, and I'm like, how the fuck do I even hit the ball far? Like, how do I, how do I actually hit that? Like, sometimes I'm like, there's no chance that I, this ball, I should not get the result I get sometimes with my swing. Physics, man. Yeah, dude, physics is fucking crazy. But swing your swing. Go hard at the golf ball. What's your? What do you guys think is the perfect amount of money to play for in a match? Because I know Jackson will say a dollar, but I dollars. feel like twenty bucks is like a good fifteen to twenty bucks is like a solid match. Like, I don't think there really is a perfect amount. I think it totally depends on your circumstances. True. Okay, college like, kid. College You're playing kid, your college teammates. Like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Like it. It needs to be enough for you to like actually care about the match that's that's my issue with like jackson betting a dollar like i don't care about losing a dollar but like 25 bucks i'm gonna be like okay fuck i gotta win this shit i agree with that i agree with that i think a dollar is too cheap um what if you're like 45 you make 75k a year um with taxes, we'd make probably sixty k. Let's just do his taxes. Let no, let's just do his taxes first. So, <laughs> let's say he's making about in the in the in the bank account. Let's say he's he's netting about fifteen, right, John? A month. What fifteen thousand? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. What fucking number? Where did you get any of those numbers? With with rent. Or housing. I think, I think the we're kids. Do Jackson? No, forty-five. No, 40, so he's he's at about fifteen hundred bucks a month. 
What do you? No, I said he. Never mind this hypothetical person. I said this guy <laughs> makes seventy five. He's forty five. He makes seventy five k a month or a year. Yeah, but and then that, you were like, well, after taxes, taxes. Like, I was like, maybe like sixty, fifty five, maybe sixty five. I don't know taxes that so well. Why, so why don't we just throw in expenses too? Like yeah, cars, you know, house, mortgage. I, <laughs> that's why I'm saying. Let's say, let's say a guy is making about fifteen hundred dollars a month of profit. Sean, how much is? You're 45. You're making 1,500 straight. It's going right in your back pocket. How much is going on in that golf match? I mean, this depends on so many other fucking things. <laughs> well, I just mentioned the mortgage, but... the two cars, the <laughs> wife and two kids. cars. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, but what's what's your retirement planning look like? Like, I got a 401. From work or just, like that, yourself? That, just saying you have a 401 means fucking nothing. <laughs> um, I. It, I mean, I don't know. With the limited information I have, I would say forty to fifty bucks. Like, if it's a competitive match. Yeah. What's the most amount of money you've played for on a golf course? Uh, I don't think I've ever played for more than forty. Actually, I've had like skins or uh, scotch games get up to like sixty. Oh yeah. That's that's the most I think. I'm trying to I'm... think. Jackson, what? Five bucks? Ten? I don't know. Yeah, is it a? It has to be a single digit number. There's no fucking way <laughs> you've played for ten bucks. I, I highly doubt. I highly doubt it. Did we play Jake for anything? I think we were supposed to, but we never ended up doing it. No, yeah, <laughs> it was gonna be like twenty bucks. I thought. I don't know. But I played. I guess the most. I played for a club before. It's a good story. It was. Um, I won a ping driver, ping G. Um. Yeah, no big deal, but I took that straight up. At I would have had to give away my driver, but I wasn't afraid to lose to this forty-five-year-old. Some guy was just like legitimately like, "Hey, let's just play for our drivers." <laughs> it's a fucking absurd bet. Well, he like... was really bad, but he. This is his like second driver, and then I said I'd give him like an old driver if he beat me, but like he had no chance. I just, I'm still just fascinated by this guy. Like, yeah, this was in Wisconsin. I, now that I'm thinking about this all, like, this is kind of like, I, I have the driver. <laughs> I, I just, I'm trying to think about, like, why this guy did this to, like, a 19 year old kid who, like, was clearly playing a lot better than him. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, he was maybe, like, a 20 handicap. It's a super, yeah, it's a super weird, like, it, it just doesn't make sense from his perspective to begin with. And then just betting a driver to me is so strange because, like, there's a 100% chance you're going to need a different shaft. Yeah, I asked my mom, like, after my mom, or I'm like, Mom, I want a driver. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this guy, like, played me for a driver. <laughs> like, so you can ask my mom. It's just so weird now that I think about it. Like, why the hell did I why, well, agree to it? Because like, what if I would have played bad the last couple holes? But pretty much came over it went like double double it was only a four hole match <laughs> four hole match you really set yourself up for... jesus why'd you do that <laughs> i was playing pretty well i was pretty confident i was like one over but, uh... i think i think the ultimate power move would have been just to snap his driver over your knee right <laughs> just fuck you this is just, be like, just be like, I was going to throw out this shaft anyways, so. <laughs> Damn, I actually did throw out the shaft. Yeah, I know. I used... That's why you should have snapped it. Yeah. I just can't believe, yeah. That... 
what an interesting story I remembered. I mean, uh, there's just something something so liberating about snapping a golf shaft. Oh, I want to do it. For. You yeah, should do it. Yeah, you guys should give it a try. Well, I've got that. I've got that uh, pitching wedge for our back or out or backyard golf. You know, my kid, goodwill. my kid set max five pitching. What? Yeah, goodwill would be yeah, perfect. I think, I think for one of our future videos, we should get a set of goodwill clubs, and then just at the end of the video, we need to snap one over the knee. I say we each. play, we play, we all get a bag. We get like ten clubs. We play, we go play displays or nine clubs, and every hole you lose, you have to snap one of the clubs, or like any par or better. Yeah. I feel like if we did a, if we did like a goodwill challenge. I already know that I would be so fucked. Because what are the lefty options going to look like? We can go to multiple stores. Not great. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't be great at all. Getting lefty golf equipment is just tough to begin with. No, I agree. When you're you're getting them from Goodwill, it's it's a real fucking challenge. Yeah. Talking about match play makes me... You know, I was watching the Tiger Doc two nights ago. Or the last two nights with my mother. And just thinking about, you know, he won three straight USAMs and he, I just looked and and then he won three straight or he won three, three straight US junior AMs and then won three straight USAMs. So that's six years where he played in the United States, like amateur top competition and didn't lose one match. Yeah, he was really fucking good. There's a reason he's the best golfer ever. I know, but like, just think about that stat right there. Like, I don't know if pretty like, mind boggling. That's a superhuman state stat. That is a superhuman stat. Like, imagine if somebody out of college had those There's stats no right ch- now. I don't think any single. I, I don't think that will ever happen again. Records were meant to be broken. Never. There's never a chance this will ever happen. I think it's mo- the most impressive golf stat. One of the most impressive golf stats I've ever, just, I- I've ever heard. Just imagine where Tiger would be in his career if he could t- keep his dick in his pants. True, but poor Tiger. Dude, I, I mean, <sighs> if if 09 never happens, where's Tiger? What What's going on with Tiger now? I don't Definitely. think him and Ellen are still together. No, Probably there's, not, there's not a shot they're still together, but... He he's probably yeah, he's probably at a hundred hundred career wins, and I bet he's retired. I blame you know what I, I blame uh, monogamy for Tiger's downfall. Jesus if he Christ. was maybe I, I think if he was in the went to BYU instead of Stanford and grew up in the Mormon, I, I think if we would have had a Mormon Tiger Woods, nothing would have ever been a problem. Nothing. Yeah. So essentially, if Zach Blair was as good as Tiger Woods, <laughs> yeah. Did Zach go to BYU? It makes sense, but yeah, makes sense. I'm, I'm pretty sure he like set set records at BYU. Who's that girl? Uh, who's the skier, Lindsay something that Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn. <laughs> but like Tiger, I feel like that. Yeah, that like literally just kind of tore his career apart from that. Yeah. Oh, he he like couldn't fucking lose before that. I blame monogamy, man. Fuck, f- fuck monogamy. But not um, fuck monogamy. But we'll have to do a tiger doc our recap. Tiger doc. Yeah, I think we should just do our own because t- there's they just need to do a tiger doc. A tiger doc. He narrates, and it's just all about golf for the most part. And I want to know what happened with him and Stevie Williams. Like, do they talk anymore? Like, I don't. 
Uh, I don't think they talk at all. Like when Steve's cat doesn't he caddy for like Justin Actually, Thomas? Yes, I I I saw a quote from Stevie. He said that uh, he has like no communication with tiger now and he's actually really upset about it upset about it because tiger was the best man at his wedding like they yeah. used to be like best friends damn that's what you're saying in the doc like how do you go from okay so he goes and caddies for adam scott then he gets fired from tiger because tiger said it was a then he pulls like a angry girlfriend and says no actually i'm done and uh like fires him for getting and then doesn't talk to his friend like that just seems fucking insane that he just cuts so many people out of his life i mean like aaron Rodgers. something something in tiger's brain is just kind of wired different but like what do you think they they have to see each other at like a pga tour event like i if i was stevie i'd go up to him be like dude what the fuck happened like what did i do to you i mean i'm sure i'm sure they've hashed it out like a couple times yeah, but I hope so. I, I I guarantee Tiger just avoids him. I feel so bad. I feel so bad because I like I really like Tiger, but also that kind of makes me like not like Tiger a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, I think I think I think one of the biggest takeaways from the Tiger doc in general. I still haven't even watched the second part, but he's a complex guy. I mean, people people idolize him, and the man's the man's got a lot of flaws. Stevie comes up and that's what Steve says in the in that part. That's where the quotes from. So what we're saying is I should just essentially be Stevie Williams. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you should. I mean, I should caddy for Tiger from now on. I'll I'll probably lead him back to number one in the world. <laughs> get at least four or five, six more majors. I wanna know or Colin Morikawa said he's not gonna watch the doc because he values his friendship or something with tiger or something. Sounds like a pussy. Yeah. He's like, I, I, God, I just feel like. Also, I wonder if Morikawa's watching it or not. If I, if I were friends with tiger, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd watch the doc. I mean, it's, it's not something that he approved of. It's essentially. Then how do they make it? How do they make it? Because he, I mean, he's a sports celebrity. He can just do that. But like, it's essentially highlighting all the low points of his life. Like, if I were Tiger, I wouldn't want my friends seeing that. Yeah, I want to just see a Tiger doc where they just talk about the 2009 U.S. Open or two, yeah, 2009. Tory Pines. Oh, yeah. Where he won with, or eight, oh wait, oh eight, I think. When he won with a torn ACL. Like, can I just, I just want to know what the fuck drugs he was on to help him play like that. And then how much pain and like what he was thinking, like just do a documentary about that. And then being like, oh yeah, actually you have to play the fourth day as well. Right? Like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Or you have to play a fifth round. Sorry. You have to play another fucking 18 holes. Jesus Christ. That tournament was just absolutely crazy. I mean, he yeah, broken tibia. That's just fucking absurd to be playing on. But yeah, it would be it would be a lot more captivating if if like they did a golf heavy Tiger Woods documentary, where like he's actually talking about like what was going through his mind and some of these things, 
and just they, they I don't, like I think it'll the, happen. I think the personal life has been talked about so much. Like I, I don't think it's worth focusing on that anymore. Like it's gonna happen. They'll make I a feel, doc about him. I, I feel like they he won't be. I don't think he will ever want a documentary made about him. I don't think so because the like the like, route the route he's been taking recently as far as like mentoring and and being a good like leader. I feel like as the years will go on, I think it'll like I think I think it'll be like with MJ like when he's I pray I pray I just, like I just don't think you're ever gonna see anybody who wants to make a Tiger documentary without discussing all of his like lows. And I don't think Tiger's ever going to be interested in talking about any of those things extensively. I mean, you can do that and not talk about. I mean, the MJ doc wasn't that many lows, like, but yeah, you, you do have to become a little vulnerable. Like, geez, if fuck MJ must have been fucking like fifty to forty-five curls a night like geez like I he was with Tiger at all these clubs and stuff like I I don't think like MJ was I feel like we just pat like MJ didn't get the Tiger treatment no one got the Tiger treatment well it's I mean they had very different lives as well I feel like their I I feel like their lives are probably pretty similar but like MJ didn't like MJ wasn't married yeah, he was. When he was, like, having affairs? I feel like he, he 100% was. There's I, no chance he didn't cheat on his wife. That's that's the thing that's so interesting about Tiger, is, like, a, a pretty high percentage of professional athletes are having affairs consistently like he was. Luke Kennard. And he just got absolutely murdered. Luke Kennard? What? Well, when we were getting ready for the podcast, that's what... Uh, the sister said that's why they broke up. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. sister, yeah. Damn, damn. Okay, never mind. Say, say that again, Sean. I Like, just... You don't see... He got, like, like... He almost got, like, reverse special treatment in that they... Like, they just absolutely hammered him for these affairs where you wouldn't see any other professional athlete get, like, absolutely torn to shreds by the media like that for having but... affairs. They showed him giving like a speech, basically of him like apologizing for it all, and it's, it's like absurd. Like he it's his have had to apologize. It's like his personal life. Like no one's saying like what he did was right, but like at the same time, like God, the the, the master. I just don't agree with him having to apologize like to the general public. Yeah, and and I think that all that all comes back to the fact that people like fucking idolized tiger and thought that he could do do no wrong so when you finally get examples of him fucking up like everyone's shocked well yeah say lebron james had an affair with his wife which he never and never and and no there's no way lebron james is no way but imagine that happens and lebron james never talked about it ever like people would just forget i'm sure that happens pretty constantly no dude i I think that I just think all the lows that Tigers went through and I didn't even see the doc and the fact that he was able to win the the Masters like I don't think there's will ever be a greater comeback in sports I don't know but I I don't think people really understand that because they they viewed Tiger as 
2008 won the U.S. Open with a broken foot, broken leg. So that's a pretty like it's a high standard. But he fucking won the Masters, man. It's unbelievable what he did. Like it really is. There's got to be somebody, some network who was who was willing to or work with or MJ or MJ Tiger. I don't know. I just think something will happen eventually where like maybe the lows are just briefly discussed. Yeah, can't wait to get them. To you, what were you gonna say? That was about it. Oh, I was gonna say I can't wait for the Bryson doc to come out. <laughs> and the Patrick Reed doc. Yeah. No, the no. Bryson doc when he talks about how he drove the green on Bay Hill number six, which is another absurd comment if he's trying to if he's trying to actually do that. From the article I read, he mentioned like, yeah, that's my thought is I wanna it's a three forty carry. And I don't think Bryson is consistently carrying at 340. This is whole six. Yeah. The I replica. Mean, yeah, it also yeah. kind of depends on the wind situation. Like you have to fucking go after it. And also, uh, like the only the only issue I really have with it is I just think it's a small landing area. Like you got to be pretty precise with how far you're carrying that golf ball. I'm starting to think he's not a real scientist. Did you ever think he was a real scientist? <laughs> yeah. Up until just stuck. now. <laughs> if he does the, like, here's the thing. If he actually went out and did this in like a final round, I'd love him for, he's just leading Bay Hill by like six shots um, to start the day. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it and goes for it on that hole. Cause you have to re tee. Like you just have yeah, to re tee. That's, that's what, what I was going to say. Like that's the real shitty thing about going for that. You have no drop area. Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like what, if you, if you drive it, it's not like the ball is going to stop right away. The landing area is so small, like Sean mentioned. So what's he going to be in a bunker? Yeah. And but then that, his thought is you get up and down for Eagle. Like that's no, I no, I get that, but I'm saying, is that that difficult of a hole to eagle? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's really risky. I think it's just. I mean, it'd be it'd think... be cool to see. Yeah, I feel like maybe just like lay up pretty short, like take a more aggressive line and just give yourself like a wedge in. But like, that's just fucking absurd. If he does, I just want to see someone go for it. Like, he's Dustin's out of it. He shot 78 the first day, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. That'd be sick. But people don't carry the golf ball as far as we actually think they do. We'll see. When's that yeah. tournament? Um, right. What is it? It's like beginning of April? Or, wait, no, 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 not beginning of April. Isn't it like end of March? I'd say like a month and a half. It's my guess. I don't know. I'll be there. I want to end the podcast on um, if you guys remember getting ice cream after uh, um, Pine Meadows. I do. I do. I do remember. <laughs> I, I remember it as good as at the Dairy King. Yeah. <laughs> I got a vanilla cone that day. Yeah, I remember because I forgot. I forgot my wallet for that tournament. And so our, our coach paid for my ice cream. And he, like, called my parents the next day, like, hey, he better pay me back. Oh, my God, bro. I thought he paid for all of our ice cream. Did I have to go in and pay for it? Yeah, I guess there was paid, a lot of people. He paid for it. But, like, he 
he like immediately called my parents to make sure I paid him back right away. <laughs> and then like by the time my little brother was a senior, he was just buying everyone's meals constantly. Yeah, it was a team budget. Team budget wasn't as big back then because <laughs> he had to have like 55 JV players. It's like, oh, yeah, this year I'm not going to cut. Like, okay. Yeah. After you cut like five kids a lot, like absurd, absurd. I mean, yeah, we could talk about our high school team for, for quite a while. For but... years. Where we became, one year we were supposed to be exclusive. The next year it's like, okay, anyone who wants to grab a golf club can join. I mean, there's <laughs> there's just absolutely no consistency within the program. I mean, I loved, like last week, for example, our coach was tweeting about how like the team's going to be hitting so many more drivers, getting that distance advantage. And then the next day, he starts tweeting about, like, how you should only be hitting shots 85%. <laughs> like, it just, it, it makes no fucking sense. I mean, there's just a total lack of consistency across the board. We should create a high school golf podcast. I think just high school golf, I don't think there's one, there might be, like, a handful of coaches who actually know how to play golf, who coach high school golf, but the rest, it's just, like, I really like playing golf with, like, there's just no, it's just such a weird fucking sport. For... I mean, we could also talk at length about having a former Division One football player as your golf coach. Cause if, if anybody listening wants to leave a review or reach out to us and and say, I think we'll do that. I think we should just do another high school golf one in general. But um, in the last podcast, I mentioned if you guys want to leave a review or a rating, go ahead. And we got a review, but. Just, he made a mistake. He didn't even mean to leave a review. It's just the whole whole thing. So if you guys want to leave us a review or if you want to give us any recommendations on topic ideas that you want to hear, let us know. But if not, I think that concludes today's golf balling podcast. Yeah. If Jackson says it's concluded, it's concluded. <laughs> he controls the record button. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you Monday, Sunday night. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Beers. <laughs>